Welcome to Confessions from a Pastor's Wife. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like the content of this video, please don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also catch this on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Well, thank you again for joining me. I do apologize for last week. Um, we are planning a wedding over here, so lots of distractions going on and, and lots of uh, planning and I just honestly I just forgot <laughs> so I am so so sorry um, but I'm trying to be diligent with this I'm asking God for a lot of help to keep me accountable so again thank you so much for being a support to me and you know dealing with a little bit of inconsistency on my part I will do my best to be better um, today I want to talk about um, distractions funny funny enough um, and keeping your eyes on Jesus. So the title of my podcast today is um, Where You Look, You Will Go. And it's it's kind of funny because I get up for cardio really early in the morning and I find that when I do that and I'm, I'm in the gym, it's five o'clock in the morning, God really speaks to me. And that's what he did today. So today he directed me to a podcast it was an amazing one, and Christine Kane, uh, amazing pastor, was on there, and she really inspired this message. So, um, where she was talking about this, where you look, you will go, is she rides motorcycles, or more properly, Vespas, and the motorcycle um, teacher that she had always told her, where you look, you're going to go, your body will go, the bike will go, so you have to be careful with that. And honestly, I feel like that's a good lesson for life. Where you look, you will go. There are a lot of distractions. There's people like relationships that can be very distracting. Social media. Oh my gosh. I cannot say it enough. It's so distracting. It can be positive, but it, more often than not, it's a negative. It's keeping you from something. Um, just having a phone in your back pocket can be really distracting. Always checking it. Your job can be distracting and then entertainment can be distracting. You know, there's times where I'm cleaning the house and I put on friends or the office just to listen to it instead of just being in the silence. I don't think we know how to be in the silence anymore because it's kind of uncomfortable and we just, you know, cleaning for me, it's not my most favorite activity. So if I can listen to something while I'm cleaning, but there is a benefit to um, staying in the silence. So another thing that can really distract you is the past. Um, and that can be as distracting as all of the things that I listed before. There are a lot of people who look into the past and they get stuck. They're, they're like, oh, back in the heyday. And, you know, um, some people, you know, back in my day, they talk like that and, and they get stuck in those glory days and that can pull you away from the present living in the now, and it can pull you away from looking forward to what God has planned for you to yet to come. Um, living in the past, especially if there's a negative thing that happened to you, it can lead to anxiety. It can develop bitterness, despair, and then you're stuck. A lot of people don't know how to get out of it, you know, and then a lot of people will use what happened to them in their past as an excuse for their behavior. You know, like, oh, well, this happened to me, this guy cheated on me or this girl cheated on me. And so I'm validated to be like this or maybe not even feel validated, but just say, you know, that's the excuse that they use. 
So I feel like, you know, if you fix your eyes on Jesus, if you can see Jesus and everything, if you can seek your purpose, you're going to have a better life. And there's nothing wrong with looking back to your past. You just don't want to get stuck in it. There's a lot of things in my past that have developed me as who I am today. You know, there's a lot that happened to me, good and bad, that has made me into the woman that I am today. And, you know, I wouldn't change a single part of it because if I did, I might not be who I am now. And I really like who I am now. I love the opportunities that I've been given. I love the people that are in my life, the new family that I have. Like, yeah, I did have a lot of heartbreak and there was a time where I was very stuck in living in the past, you know, and, and getting scared. Like, what if I made a mistake, you know, but it, it just, it didn't lead to anything productive for me. So I don't want you to get stuck in the past. I don't want you to to live in the past as if it's the glory days because, you know, God chose you for this time and time is moving. So you don't want to be so focused on the past that you just stop moving forward and then time slips by and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like, um, I, I, I don't want people to think that their best days are behind them. You know, it, there's, there's an amazing thing as you get older and, you know, Um, I have grandparents that are getting older and I know one day they won't be here anymore, but I could be like so focused on, you know, back in the past when I was little and hanging out with them instead of enjoying now, instead of, you know, going to see them and spending time with them and, and enjoying who they are now and where we are now. So, um, you can miss out on a lot of relationship. You can miss out on a lot of time if you get stuck in the past, um, And then some people get stuck in the past to the point where it keeps you from Jesus. You feel too shamed for your past or you feel like, you know, before you came to Jesus, you were a different person. And now you feel a little hypocritical because, you know, the the way you lived before, you don't agree with it now, but you did it. So how do you rectify that? How do you talk to the person who says, well, but you used to do this. Trust me, I've been there. But the person that I was before, before Jesus um, came back into my life, before I was redeemed, that's not who I am anymore. I have fond memories of it, but that's not what defines me. My past does not define me. Again, it can mold you into who you are, and that's a completely different topic that I may touch on. But again, I am proud of who I am and who I have become in Christ, and that part of my past, that traumatic past, or, and even the not so traumatic past, you know, learning about Jesus when I was young, um, it's all brought me to Christ. So how can I um, hate that past? You know what I mean? So, and then there's another thing that if you ignore your past or say that it never happened to you, like if you're a Christian, that's, oh, I never sinned or this never happened to me. I've never experienced a bad day in my life. You're lying. (laughs) You are effectively lying. And uh, I know a lot of people, they love to just take certain things that happened in the past and put it under the rug and they don't want to deal with it. And I used to be like that. What happened to me um, in my past, the abuse that I received from um, my mom's husband as well as from my ex-husband you know I would just sweep it under the rug really it was um, the treatment from 
my mom's husband, I, because I didn't want anyone to know I hid it. So I would put it under the rug and I would, you know, we'd go over for family dinners and I would have to pretend nothing's wrong and I'm okay. And I was like, I can do this. You know, I can just shove it deep down. It didn't actually happen. It's, it's not, it's not a thing. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. But then as I got older and I started having kids, I started freaking out because I'm like, this did happen. And I don't know how to talk about it now because number one, I'm ashamed of it. I didn't tell anybody about it. So they're probably going to be judging me on that. Like, why didn't you say anything? And now I have kids that I need to protect. And how am I supposed to do that? So these things that happen in your past, especially trauma, you need to learn how to deal with them. You can't just ignore it. You need to deal with your past so that you don't bring that trauma into your future relationships, whether it be with your spouse, with your children even. Like, I don't talk to my parents now. Even my biological father, we have a very strange relationship. And not to say that I would never talk to him again. Like, I'm very open. It's just he needs to take the first step. And he knows that. Um... I don't want to bring the trauma that I feel from my parents and feeling a little abandoned into my kids, you know, into the relationship I have with my kids because they didn't do it. If you don't deal with your past, you will make people from your future, like your future husband, your future children deal with it. And they didn't have anything to do with it. They will end up paying for what happened in your past if you don't deal with it. And who better to run to than Jesus to help you deal with it? That's what I had to do. I was rock bottom and I didn't know. Doing it my way just was not working. So I leaned on God and my whole life turned right around. So I cannot stress that enough. This can't happen on your own. You you ask God for help. You go to the therapy and you just try every single day to be better. If you linger in that past, you are also allowing that trauma to re-victimize you. You are allowing the enemy to steal that time from you. I had an abuse that happened to me over a few years. And if I stayed there and now I'm 39, it only happened for a few years out of my life. I've lived more years without that than I have with it. So if I decide to still live in it, how much more time has the enemy taken from me? And I'm, I just can't allow it. So I just, I want to share that with you. I don't want anyone to allow the enemy to steal any more time from you. And when, when you're dwelling in the past and when you're not fixing your eyes on Jesus and you're not living in the present or looking forward to the future, um, you might miss your purpose. And that's another thing that the enemy wants to keep you from doing. Because when you start operating in your purpose, the purpose that God has for you, mind you, not what you have for yourself, what God has for you, you are going to be very powerful. Your testimony is going to be powerful. That light that shines from you will be very powerful. And that will bring other people who are like you, who have been through things that you have been, and you're now on the other side. You're going to bring those people into their purpose. And you're going to create this domino effect because then they're going to open someone up to their purpose. And it just keeps rolling down. And that is creating a huge army for God. And Satan is terrified of that. This is happening in my family right now. 
there's family members of mine. I know that if they get through this, because Satan is trying to block it, if they get through this and and they are on the other side with God together, united, they are going to be so powerful. And the enemy is so scared that he's working really hard to get them to not be unified. So he will do everything that he can to get you wrapped up so that you ignore your purpose, that you don't have your eyes on Jesus, and he'll he'll just distract you and he'll throw everything at you. It might not even be something bad. It could be a TV show. It doesn't always have to be a trauma. It doesn't always have to be conflict. Um, but it will be some type of chaos that you're sitting there and all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, why am I doing this? Why am I listening to this? Why am I watching this? This is distracting me from what I want to do, from the person that I want to be. And, you know, as my husband said two weeks ago in his sermon, when you don't know what to do, just keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are fixed on you. You will not have all the answers right away. You won't understand why certain things happened in your life. I'm realizing now what my purpose is, and I'm 39 years old. I'm realizing now why I went through some of the things that I went through. And instead of saying, why are you punishing me, God? I am finding purpose. And that is turning something that was so traumatic into something that is good. God will turn everything around for your good, even those really traumatic, painful things. As long as you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus in those unknown moments, in these scary, I don't know what's going on moments, but I'm going to trust you, God. If you let God navigate you through that, if you let God walk with you through it, he will direct your steps as long as you're paying attention. He will advise you what to say, or he'll even advise you when to stay silent because there's also timing. God will help you with timing. Certain things that need to be said might not need to be said right now, but maybe down the line. So you just need to keep your eyes on God, walk with him every single day and try really hard not to be distracted. And you will find that your life is just, it's easier. This life isn't that hard. We make it hard and it's really hard without God. I really hope that this message was encouraging to you. I was really excited to get this out. Again, I will be here next week, Thursday at 7 o'clock. So thank you for joining me on Confessions from a Pastor's Wife.